0: Perhaps I do not strike you as a geek Without the horn-rimmed glasses and knee-high argyle socks But nerdery is more than wardrobe deep And I'm a nerd down in my heart And that's where nerdhood rocks Welcome to Just a Girl Geek I am your host, Christina B, and I am a girl geek I'm going to mention a spoiler warning I do cover many television shows on this podcast. So, first up, we're gonna talk about Supergirl Kara. I have a hard time calling her Kara. I usually wanna say Kara. I am no better than Kat, I guess. I grew up with a few Karas, and so it just comes naturally to me to call her Kara. I will try to keep that under control. Kara tries to come out from under Superman's shadow in this episode. She also lets it slip during the interview with Kat that she is Superman's cousin. I feel like I should have watched Smallville to appreciate this show more than I already do. Yes, you can slap my wrist. I did not watch Smallville. I do have all 10 seasons on DVD. I should be watching it. I should have watched it by now. I do not have time. I will find the time eventually. I feel like if I had known how closely linked this show would be to Smallville, I would have watched Smallville beforehand. Although it's not really linked, I just feel like I'm missing an appreciation that I could have. So I will get to Smallville. When Wynn finds out that Superman is Clark Kent, how hilarious was that? I laughed. I really laughed. But this episode did have way too much Superman. I think that it's still trying to find its identity. And it needs to be less about Supergirl, Superman's cousin, and more about Supergirl. I really hate the way that they're handling Superman. I understand that they don't have the rights. They cannot show him, but the way they're doing it is ridiculous. They should have just left him out altogether. The IMing scene at the end, is this 1995? Do people even IM anymore? I don't know, but that was just ridiculous. So who is Henshaw? I mentioned last week that I don't read comic books. I do read some graphic novels, but they're not usually superhero graphic novels. So maybe you guys know who Henshaw is. I don't. I'd love to hear your theories. When, Although when they said in the IMing, which I just mentioned, he did type. I guess it was a job for Supergirl. Yeah, I got teary. So shut up. I cry all the time. Those of you that know me and that have followed my blog know that. Those of you who are just learning that, you'll hear it often. I apologize. So yeah, I mean, it was a good episode. Obviously, the pilot and episode two were better. But this show can only get better. It's brilliant. I love everything about it. It's one of my favorite shows right now. So next, we're going to talk about The Flash. So I guess uh, Wells from Earth 2 is just going to stick around for a while. All right. Zoom has his daughter, Jessie, who got a nice nod when Wells said that she was quick. I did have to Google that. As I just mentioned, I do not read the comic books, but I knew that was some kind of a significant line. So I did Google Jessie Quick, and I found out that she is another version of The Flash on Earth 2, I guess. So I, I bet you comic book readers really enjoyed that. The Linda training scene was awesome and hilarious. I now want cardboard cutouts of all of my friends so that I can shoot them with light beams coming from my hands. I didn't like that Barry revealed himself to Linda, no not that way you bunch of pervs when he revealed his secret identity to linda i guess they don't mean anything anymore like everybody knows that barry is the flash he might as well just run around with his face just all over everywhere why not zoom was creepy insane and intense that was absolutely brilliant the voice actor that he got i believe it was the guy that was uh, Candyman. Wow, the mask? Oh my god, so creepy. And that fight scene broke my heart. Thank god for Cisco. The whole episode was absolutely brilliant. Next up is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. In this episode, May figures out that Andrew, her ex-husband, is Lash. So here's me watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. Boring, boring, boring. Ooh, he shot May! boring. Boring. Oh, I'm crying over Fitz and Simmons. Boring. Boring. Oh, Lash backstory. That's good. Boring. 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 Ooh, a fight. Ooh, and then May shot Andrew and she didn't know if it would kill him or not. And also Lincoln's back. And also poor May. So that was about it. There is nothing in this life that I love more than Fitz and Simmons. Nothing at all. They are my everything. And then the ending happened and I threw up a little bit in my mouth. I mean, ew, 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 ew. Coulson, do not touch that. You do not know where that has been. Next is Scream Queens. So I watched the pilot and I hated it. I almost gave up after that first episode. But Jamie Lee Curtis is a goddess. And I had a chat with my coworker Trevor who's a really, really big horror fan. And he made me rethink the way that I was viewing Scream Queens and maybe see it in a different light. I get now that it is a comedy with horror and not a horror with comedy. Yes, there is a difference. The first bit of Scream Queens this week, the nod to Jamie Lee Curtis's mother and Psycho was absolutely wonderful. I loved everything about it. It was brilliant. Jamie Lee Curtis is everything, She kicks butt. She's fantastic. And so is the writing in this whole show. Every line makes me laugh. To be honest, I don't care about the romances. I don't care who the baby is. Although I probably will care when we find out who the baby is. Right now, I just don't. Just give me the murders. Give me the Red Devil. Give me the Chanel's. And Chad... Because he's hilarious. We did finally get some huge answers this week. Boone is back and he's got an epic beard. We found out that there are two babies and Grace's mom was a former Kappa president who met Wes at a sorority party and died a drunk when Grace was a baby. So I guess that's interesting. Blind Spot is the next show and I'm having a real hard time with this show, guys. It's the first drama to get a full season pickup. So yay for Blind Spot. And I'm trying. I watch every week, but it's not grabbing me. I dropped Limitless, I dropped Minority Report, and I think I'm almost about to drop Blind Spot. I think it might be because it's a Crime of the Week type show and I'm pretty much done with Crime of the Week type shows. They don't catch me anymore. They don't grab my attention. I haven't watched CSI for years. I stopped watching Criminal Minds, Castle. I haven't even watched Castle with my beloved Nathan Fillion in years. And I think that might be my problem with how to get away with murder as well. I just can't do the crime dramas anymore. But I'm going to keep trying on Spot because everybody loves it. My mother loves it. Obviously, the ratings are fantastic, so I'm going to give it a shot. Next up is Arrow. Tiny Ray was so tiny and cute. Aside from that, this was a boring filler episode to get Ray and Sarah to Legends. So, whatever. Next is Code Black. If you're not watching this show you and you like medical dramas, you should be. The ratings are not fantastic, but they have held steady. So I don't think it's in danger of getting cancelled. I think it's probably going to get picked up for the full season. But I don't know if it's going to get a season two. Code Black is like a darker, more graphic Grey's Anatomy. But with less romance, less personal drama right now. That might change i don't know if you do watch the show did you see the part with the eye oh my god that was disgusting mama Uh, nurse jesse who goes by mama in the show as well is probably the best thing that's happened to tv this season i absolutely love him i love the casting i love everything about him so now I have two weekly cries. I have Grays and Code Black because Code Black did make me cry again this week. And a little bit of trivia. Did you guys notice Andrea from the original 90210 series as the nurse in the background? I hope that's a recurring role for her. So let's go to Grays. Maggie and the new McDreamy, Riggs. Yeah, they're going to end up together. Just the way they were arguing. Just the way they hate each other. They're going to end up in bed together and probably in love. So there you go. That's my theory. I really love that Meredith has become Owen's person. I love that Christina left that to her and I love that Meredith is picking up the ball. Maggie as well is such a great addition to the show it takes me a really long time to accept new characters on grays because i have been watching it for so long i love the original characters that much i still don't like amelia very much but that's because i never watched private practice which she was in so to me she's still very new and i don't really like her but i really enjoy maggie i like her plot line i like her character i like the character growth I really enjoy her. Speaking of liking people, I hate Joe. Never liked her. I don't think I ever will. All she is is a jealous, annoying little brat. And I wish she would go away. I don't like her with Alex. And speaking of Alex, I saw an interesting theory on Twitter not too long ago. Apparently a lot of Grey's watchers want the end game. By that I mean they want the final episode, the final season. They want... (laughs) Alex to end up with Meredith. I do not like this theory at all. I do not like this idea. I do not want that to happen. I understand that they started together from day one and they are aside from Bailey, the only two originals left, I guess. Correct me if I'm wrong there, but I I think they are. But I don't want Alex with Meredith. I love that they're best friends. I love that Alex is Mare's person now, but I don't want Meredith with anyone. Like Meredith said, that shop is closed and I think that's the way it should be. Derek was the love of her life, and I don't think that should ever change. Owen and Meredith hate Riggs, and so do I. They're my two favorite characters. They don't like him, and now I don't like him either. I don't know why they don't like him. I know we'll find out very soon. I don't care. Don't like him. And then the ending, the shocker of the end. April and Jackson. Yeah, that was a little weird. I don't like that. Never liked them together. And I guarantee you that April's going to end up pregnant again, just from that one night stand. And then they're going to get back together. Mark my words, people. I know my grace. So then scandal. Kind of boring. Kind of boring this week. Till the last 15 minutes. And poor Huck. He was fixed. He was doing fine. And now he's got Ronan in his grasp again. And Jake, of course, you know, pushing him to do it. And you know he's going to do it huck has no willpower he's gonna do it the scene at the end near the end with uh, olivia in the cuffs her confessing and explaining to fitz with the music playing so that you couldn't hear what she was saying and fitz's face i mean that was a spectacular scene absolutely brilliant brilliant acting brilliant directing everything about that scene was fantastic so next is vampire diaries oh my god big huge stuff happening this episode joe's gone again now she's finally you know dead again it wasn't joe but she's dead and alara got to say goodbye this time i was bawling my face off i bet you guys were too bawling and then huge huge twist caroline pregnant with rick's babies what what holy crap i don't even i have no words I was stunned. A flash forward, three years from now, it is revealed that Caroline and Alaric are engaged. And we have seen that Alaric has twin daughters. Holy crap. I guess they bond over those little girls and to have a relationship in the future, enough so that they fall in love and get engaged. I don't know what's happening, but I like it. I really do. So how to get away with murder. This episode was the best episode since last season. Those sexy times were so sexy. Loved the sexy times. I would like to know how they got that line through the censors. If you don't know what line I mean and you watch the show, go back to the sexy times, listen to it, and you'll hear the line I mean. It was hilarious. The ending blew my mind. I'm so conflicted on this show. I was going to give it up. I said on Facebook, I'm going to give it two more episodes. This is the first episode I gave it and it blew my mind. Next episode is, of course, the winter finale. You know that's going to be phenomenal. So I guess maybe I will keep going with it. I didn't discuss Doctor Who last week and there is a reason for that. I don't know if you know, some of you do. I recap television shows for a fantastic website called thetelevixen.com. T-H-E-T-E-L-E-V-I-X-E-N dot com. It's a fantastic site about television. Most recently, I was recapping Doctor Who for her. But with work and life, I, I don't have the time. So this is the first time that I'll be discussing Doctor Who. Again, I'm going to say spoilers. I may also, in my theorizing and in my guessing, spoil future episodes. Please understand that I do not have any insider info on future episodes. This is all theory. These are all my own thoughts, okay? Doctor Who is a show that is near and dear to my heart. It's my favorite show. I am such a big Doctor Who fan that I have a TARDIS tattooed on my calf. So I love that I can discuss it with you guys on this podcast. So I'm going to discuss the last two episodes, Invasion of the Zygons and Inversion of the Zygons. The first episode, Invasion of the Zygons... All I really have to say is that it was so obvious that Clara was a Zygon that it was kind of disappointing. Was it meant to be that obvious? I don't think it was because it was such a huge reveal at the end, right? I don't know. But in version of the Zygons, that speech, you know that speech. That speech went all over the internet uh, the next day and there's a reason for that. That is the epic Doctor Who Moffat speech. Every doctor has done it. Capaldi, I think, did it the best. I think that that speech could not have been done better by Eccleston, Smith, or Tennant. I really don't think so. I think that Capaldi was made for this doctor. I love him. And I already know people that say he is their doctor, Amber. (laughs) So yeah, of course, tears streaming down my face with that anti-war speech. Absolutely brilliant. I'm getting really tired of Clara always being the savior. I'm very eager for the new companion. I really hope that she's more like Donna, less like Rose, Martha, and Clara. I don't want love in my Doctor Who. Theory time. I've had this theory. I've mentioned it to a few people. I'm going to mention it now in public to, um, you know, tens of you. The tens of you that that listen to my podcast. One day it may be dozens, hopefully, but right now it's tens and I'm okay with that. So here's my theory. Clara's dead. I think Clara is dead and I think that the doctor has already seen Clara die and that all this season has been him going back to have more time with her because her death is a fixed point and he can't change it. So I think that he's already witnessed it and now he's going back in time to spend time with her as his goodbye, as his final hurrah with the Clara that he loves. You go back and watch some of the ways he looks at her and some of the things he says, especially in the most recent episode. She mentions how when he thought she was dead and he said it was something like the saddest month of his life. And she says something like it was only a few hours. Well, no, he looks at her again and he brushed it off. But there was more to that. That's my theory. And I guess we'll see what happens. So now we're going to get into a little bit of entertainment news. I don't have a ton. A new Star Wars TV spot was again released. And frankly, I've had enough. I loved the first two trailers. I don't want any more. Now we're getting into too many spoilers. And I'm not okay with that. I want the teasers. I do not want to be spoiled anymore. So I'm not going to watch them anymore. I already have my tickets. I'm going to see it with my mother. I'm excited to see it. I don't want to be spoiled. So don't mention Star Wars to me ever in sad entertainment news. The brilliant Haley Atwell left Twitter. She was very, very active on Twitter. She was a very positive influence on Twitter. And of course she had her famous dub steps. Those were so hilarious and brilliant. And a couple days ago she just up and left. She did clarify that it was not the trolls, because we all know how horrible the trolls can be on Twitter. None of the people on Twitter caused her to leave. She just said she wanted to be more present and more private. And I understand that, but I will miss her terribly. And the last bit of entertainment news. If you are not caught up in the Walking Dead comics, skip to the next part, because I'm going to get into it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan was cast as Nagin. Holy crap. Perfect casting. He's amazing. I love him. I loved him in Supernatural. God, I loved him in Grays. I love him in everything. And he's going to make a fantastic Nagin. I'm behind two episodes in The Walking Dead. The last one I saw was the one where Glenn didn't die, you fools. I can't believe the internet blew up with that. It's so obvious that he is not dead. Come on. That's where I am. And now I am even more certain that he's not dead because Nagin is here to kill Glenn off next season or maybe even after the mid-season break. I'm excited to see if they change Negan and how they change Negan and if he kills Glenn. So that's it for me this week. Thanks for joining me and uh, have a great week, everyone. Don't forget to check out my theme song by Marion Call. That's at marioncall.bandcamp.com. Dot com. She is awesome. Go donate and purchase her stuff. It's fantastic. See you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Oh, I have been a nerd since my first